RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories. The Chief Secretary hits out at international critics of the extradition bill. The Security Secretary says the police will follow up on the case of two activists who fled Hong Kong and were given refugee status in Germany. And Taiwan changes the name of its de facto diplomatic office in the US. The Chief Secretary, Matthew Jung, has hit back at international critics of the controversial extradition bill, saying many have serious misunderstandings. His comments come a day after EU diplomats met the Chief Executive, Carrie Lam, to hand a diplomatic protest note. Eight US congressmen have also written to Mrs Lam to express their concerns. Critics of the bill say it could result in activists being sent to the mainland for trial, as it will allow for extradition to jurisdictions not covered by current arrangements. Mr Jung was speaking after a radio programme. We should and would certainly step up our efforts to explain our case, ease concerns, and in fact in the next few weeks we still keep an open mind. If there are any practical suggestions which are viable, which can fulfill our dual objectives of, of solving the murder, the murder case in Taiwan and also filling the gaps in our existing regime, we stand ready to consider them. So as regards to two moves by European community and the, 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 the Congress committee in the United States, I would describe them as regrettable. In fact, it's unfounded and warranted. But the Civic Party leader, Alvin Young, criticised the Chief Secretary's comments. It's always interesting to see how Hong Kong government sees themselves. They are always the right one and everybody is wrong. Everybody is misunderstood or they got misled by somebody. It's totally unreasonable and ridiculous to have said that. Any good governance should have reviewed and understand what has gone wrong on your own side. And so you could correct your own mistakes. But right now we do not see that happening in the Hong Kong government. Security Secretary John Lee says the police and the Department of Justice will follow up on the case of two local activists who fled Hong Kong while on bail and were given refugee status in Germany. Ray Wong and Alan Lee had been charged in connection with the 2016 Mong Kok riot. The revelation prompted the Chief Executive, Carrie Lam, to summon the acting German Consul General, David Schmidt, on Friday. Asked whether the SAR government would request their extradition, Mr Lee had this to say. In regard to how the case should proceed, uh, the police and the Department of Justice will of course look into uh, the matter and uh, examine uh, it according with the law and all the uh, available avenues. Taiwan says it's changing the name of its de facto diplomatic office in the US amid the strongest relations between the sides in decades. Robert Kemp has more. The foreign ministry in Taiwan tweeted that the Coordination Council for North American Affairs was being renamed the Taiwan Council for U.S. Affairs. While the U.S. severed formal diplomatic ties with Taipei in 1979 in favour of Beijing, the sides retain close and official relations that have grown closer in recent years. These include stepped-up military contacts. The unofficial U.S. Embassy in Taipei, the American Institute in Taiwan, recently moved into a larger complex in a suburb of the capital. Beijing objects to all diplomatic and military contacts between Taiwan and the U.S. A federal judge has blocked U.S. President Donald Trump from building sections of his border wall with money secured under his declaration of a national emergency. District Judge Haywood Gilliam Jr. immediately halted the administration's efforts to redirect military-designated funds for wall construction. His order applies to two projects scheduled to begin as early as today to replace 51 miles of fence in two areas on the Mexican border. 
Boris Johnson, the favourite to succeed Theresa May as British Prime Minister, has declared that under his leadership, Britain would leave the European Union in October with or without a deal. The former Foreign Minister, who drove the Leave campaign in the 2016 referendum, said the way to secure a good deal with Europe was to prepare for no deal and be ready to walk away. The BBC's Rob Watson has this assessment on Boris Johnson's chances of becoming the next British Premier. I think many Conservatives would consider him the favourite, but I think it's also important to, to realise that many Conservatives also consider him totally unfit for high office, so we'll see if they can stop him. But I think the important thing, whoever wins after an ugly and bruising battle, they'll face the same arithmetic, the same poisonous chalice on Brexit. The President of the European Commission, Jean-Claude Juncker, has clarified that finishing the Brexit process is the EU's primary concern. His spokeswoman said he'd establish working relations with any new British Prime Minister. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. President Trump has invoked his emergency authority to bypass Congress and approve billions of dollars in arms sales to Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. Lawmakers had been blocking the deals because of concerns the weapons would be used against civilians. The BBC's Barbara Plett-Usher reports. The arms sales include mortar bombs, drones, missiles and, most controversially, precision-guided munitions. Members of Congress have been blocking the deals because they're concerned that Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates will use these weapons for their air campaign in Yemen. But Mr. Pompeo said that immediate sales were necessary to deter Iranian adventurism in the Middle East and were thus in the national security interest of the United States. The U.S. is sending 1,500 military personnel to the Middle East, accusing Iran of having been behind what it called a campaign of recent attacks. The deployment includes reconnaissance, surveillance and fighter aircraft. The BBC's Nick Bryant reports. Donald Trump described it as a protective measure and didn't attach to his announcement the incendiary rhetoric he sometimes used against Iran. The deployment comes at a time of rising tensions between Washington and Tehran, as U.S. officials claim there's been a spike in threats against American assets in the region from Iran and its proxies. Two American campaign groups, the American Civil Liberties Union and Planned Parenthood, have filed a lawsuit against the state of Alabama over its new law which imposes an almost total ban on abortion. The law was approved by Alabama's state legislature earlier this month and will come into effect in November. From Washington, the BBC's Ali McBool reports. The challenge comes from organizations that feel that Alabama's new law is unconstitutional and directly contravenes Roe v. Wade, the ruling that was supposed to protect an American woman's right to have an abortion. This challenge, though, is precisely what Alabama Republicans who supported the new law said they wanted to draw out, because it now means the case has a chance of being taken up by the U.S. Supreme Court, a court that's become more conservative with the appointments made by Donald Trump. Their anti-abortion campaigners hope they have a chance now to have Roe v. Wade overturned. A U.S. man who murdered a couple in their home and kidnapped their 13-year-old daughter has been sent to prison for life. A judge in the state of Wisconsin described the assailant, Jake Patterson, as the embodiment of evil. After shooting both parents dead last October, he took the girl, Jamie Kloss, to a cabin in the countryside and kept her locked in his room until she escaped three months later. Patterson was said to have admitted to fantasies of multiple kidnaps and murders after a lifetime of social isolation. 
The French Interior Minister has gone to the southeastern city of Lyon, where a nail bomb exploded in a busy shopping street on Friday, slightly injuring 13 people. Police are hunting for a man on a bicycle who they believe planted the device. Chilean rescue workers have found the body of a German scientist who'd been missing for several days in the isolated national park of Torres del Paine in southern Chile. 62-year-old Rolf Winterman had been in the area to repair scientific instruments he'd placed there to measure the climate. To sports now and for a preview of this weekend's football action in Europe, here's the BBC's Rob Schofield. Bayern Munich will look to win a 19th DFB Pokal and with it complete a 12th League and Cup double on Saturday. RB Leipzig are their opponents, aiming for a first piece of silverware since 2013 when they were incredibly back in the fourth tier. Bayern lost the Cup final to Eintracht Frankfurt last season, managed by the now Bayern coach Nico Kovac and there are reports in Germany that after an unconvincing season, this could be Kovac's final game in charge of the champions whatever the result. Barcelona are also looking to complete a domestic double in the Copa del Rey final with Valencia. Like last season though, their league title has been overshadowed by a spectacular capitulation in the Champions League. Similar to Kovac at Bayern, the club are set for a transitional period and questions are being asked if Ernesto Valverde is the man to oversee it. The fight for European places alongside Champions Juventus and Napoli has gone down to the final day of the Serie A season. That's on Sunday and incredibly it's Atalanta who start the day in third. They play mid-table Sassuolo. Inter are fourth, also with 66 points. They host Empoli, who are scrapping to stay in the division. Milan will be looking to capitalise on any slip-ups in fifth. They're only a point behind, but are away to Spal. While Roma would need to win and hope for some upsets, they welcome Parma, three points off fourth place. Those are the games to look forward to this weekend. The BBC's Rob Schofield there. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The Chief Secretary hits out at international critics of the extradition bill. The Security Secretary says the police will follow up on the case of two activists who fled Hong Kong and were given refugee status in Germany. And Taiwan changes the name of its de facto diplomatic office in the US. That's the news from RTHK. RTHK. Welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tondé, with you till 3 p.m. This week we have a new selection of hot new hits from a surprising number of places on the planet. From Africa to Caribbean, the Americas, North and South, to Europe, the Indian Ocean and more. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian, we're still the belly button of the world. He is from Rome. And we start off our new selection of hot new tracks with this one from uh, Stuttgart in Germany from Dardan. Full name, Dardan Muskolai. Apparently he's an immigrant from uh, Kosovo, Albania. And he started rapping uh, two years ago. And uh, he's already got 23 million followers on his YouTube site. <laughs> uh, this one is simply called Coco Mama. German rap from Dardan. Oh, Coco Mama, 